Okay, so it's June 25th, uh, day 712 of lockdown. Uh, this is more uncensored, unfiltered, unedited thoughts from my brain directly to you in audio log format. This is not a podcast. Um, usually I talk about a couple of things, like I let my mind wander, or I sometimes come in deliberately with a couple of things to talk about. Because I set a sort of arbitrary, an arbitrary uh, thing on myself with how I title the episodes. I title them with three things that I talk about. Um, so sometimes I'm like, oh, I need to talk about a third thing, uh, which is not real. Uh, that's the thing I put on myself. But I think today I just want to talk about one thing. Uh, today I watched the um, new documentary on Netflix. It went up on Friday, uh, which is called Disclosure, or to give it a full title, Disclosure Translives on Screen. Um, and uh, wow, it's pretty good great um like I, I i'd heard a lot about it because obviously i follow a lot of i follow a lot of trans people uh online and a lot of them had seen it in like the festival circuit uh it was like a, i think it was a big film at sundance until it was bought by netflix to to distribute and um everyone was talking about how great it was and how like a depth it was uh and it really, truly is kind of remarkable. Um, it, I'll give a brief uh, idea of what it is. It's a documentary that looks at uh, trans re- representation of trans people on uh, television and film in America. It's very America-centric. Uh, from basically the birth of film until the present day. Um, which is, that's quite a broad topic it's like it's less than two hours long it's like an hour and 47 minutes i think an hour and four it's like an hour and 47 minutes it's an incredibly specific time Mar. and it deals with so much stuff like it goes it deals with um appropriation of uh ballroom culture it deals with uh the glorification of uh glorification the um exploitation and uh sensationalization uh of uh trans people on like jerry springer or the maury povich show uh it deals with it goes all the way to uh it goes all the way back to like dw griffith uh with some really fucked up views um, all the way to like pose with a cast of majority trans people, um, with trans people behind the behind the scenes writing and directing and producing the show, uh, like it covers so much ground. It's kind of incredible. <laughs> I, I keep I can't get my head around it really, and I think it really the thing that strikes me the most. And I didn't realise this we're going in, but it's kind of obvious in hindsight, but you, you just don't see it. It's, it's, it's lots of talking heads with uh, clips interspersed. Like in a classic, you know, you, you, you've seen some document, like documentaries about film that are like that. Apparently this is heavily inspired by a documentary I've not seen from 25 years ago called Sorry Lloyd uh, Dreams, which is about... Uh, I think that's what it's called, which is a very similar thing about uh, representation of gay people on television and film 25 years ago. 
which I imagine it would be due an update now. Um, uh, like, but I've not seen that. But apparently, it's like very heavily influenced by that. But it's, it's heavily influ- it's heavily influenced by um, like a lot of documentaries like that. It's a standard documentary format. People talking, like talking heads, and then clips to illustrate what they're saying. Uh, but every single talking head on it, and this is wild. Every single talking head on it, and there are like dozens. There's upwards of, like, I think it was like just upwards of 20 odd, maybe more. Every single one of them is trans. That shouldn't be so mind blowing to me, <laughs> but it really is. Just to hear uh, so many different trans people with so many different backgrounds and so many different like perspectives talking about this issue is I can't explain to you how I can't I, sorry like it genuinely makes me cry <laughs> um, like I cried from the beginning of this thing all the way through uh, like sometimes I laughed uh, sometimes I was just like like literally rolling my eyes so loudly uh, at some of the stuff that brought up, and like if you are a trans person who's been part or have been part of this discourse for a while, a lot of it won't be new to you. But if you are um, not trans or uh, <laughs> which or or cisgender, cisgender as we say, it's uh, not just we, like the world, uh, and haven't been so steeped in this, like some of this might be genuinely shocking to you, and I hope it is, because <laughs> some of it is. Genuinely, when when put up on a screen like this, like clip after clip after clip of how the media treats trans bodies on screen, I hope that seeing that like shakes something loose in your head about how important representation is, and how important type, like how important the type of representation is. It's just great, and one of the other things that is great about it, because it's uh, filled with like trans people talking about it, they they talk using the language that trans people use. Like um, one of the things about uh, the trans community is we have developed a shared language over the years. It is constantly changing. You know, like it was not hugely long ago that the term transsexual was used regularly, whereas now it's m- not so s- commonly used. You know, there's a lot of terms that they just throw in uh, that you might like. That if you are uh, a cisgender person, you might never have heard before. Uh, like even the title of the documentary is called Disclosure. Uh, disclosure is a, a really interesting. Interesting, uh, like it's a really specific thing in in a transgender community. Disclosure is if you are a transgender person and you're dating someone, the idea of disclosure is that is the point where you tell them, right? And uh, then this relies on a couple of other terms that we that we use. Um, the one called going stealth, which you might be, specific, might be able to figure out what that means, which is literally just you're a trans person who doesn't really announce it. Uh, <laughs> this was incredibly much significantly more common in the past uh, when it was literally what you had to do to stay alive for a lot of people. And the documentary talks about this, like it talks about actors 
uh, who uh, I use actor by the way just so just so there's no confusion I use actor as a gender neutral term to describe uh, male female or other gender actors <laughs> uh, regardless of their gender and or their presentation uh, it's just easier uh, <laughs> so you know uh, especially uh, especially because there's specifically talks about um, and interviews one trans woman who was working in the industry for decades and only came out in 2017 and I'd, I'd never heard of her it blew my mind her name's Sandra Caldwell and it blew my mind I was looking up stuff about her and I was like that's impre- incredible that's the other thing like it's introducing me even me and I'm quite steeped in pop culture, media and, you know, the transgender discourse, that th- those are my things, <laughs> those are the things that get me up in the morning, get me through the day, uh, and like, introducing me to new stuff, but like, yeah, uh, so sorry, yeah, um, so like, ideas, if you're living in stealth, and you're dating someone, there's a point where you have to disclose the truth about yourself, they, they call out the ridiculousness of how I just, how it's usually shown on television and how it's usually shown in the media and how it can be in real life and how dangerous it can be because you don't know how people are going to react and uh, they don't they, they, they talk about the transphanic defence like briefly <laughs> um, as, a, as a sort of throwaway comment I think it's important if you don't know what that is it's the fact that in in many states in America it is legal to murder a trans person if uh, it, it, upon discovering that they are trans, that it is a it is a usable legal defence that you were so thrown into a, a rage by this revelation that you murdered them. That is a real thing um, that is often played for laughs in the media. Uh, like so, yeah, that's uh, stealth and uh, disclosure or a big thing. Like passing is another term that I think they use a couple of times. Uh, which is a weird one. The idea, which is the idea of uh, a trans woman who does not read immediately as a trans woman, <laughs> whatever that means, it's inc- incredibly dependent on the cisgender gaze, like of a cis person seeing you and not being able to. And again, another term here: clock that you're trans. Um, uh, like so, they talk about that. Uh, they talk about. Um, uh, they talk they, they talk about trans men and, and media and how there's always been more representation of trans women for better or or indeed or indeed and inarguably for worse um, a lot of the time uh, more uh, representation of trans women and they talk about that which is amazing uh, they talk about non-binary people not as much as I'd like uh, come uh, comes up uh show clips of uh, like of people like Asia Kate Dillon uh, but they don't actually uh, talk to them which I think is very odd um, I guess there's just a lot of stuff to talk about and that's a very new thing to be a new thing it's not a new concept in, in, in the world it's a new concept to media representation and I guess that's an ongoing conversation uh, they talk about when they talk about trans men. They talk about how 
uh, one thing that I find fascinating, and I've always found this really interesting, is they talk about how representation of trans masculine or trans mask uh, people, um, that is to say, people who uh, are trans who identify in a masculine way, not necessarily as a trans man. Uh, trans femme and trans mask are more complicated than that. It turns out gender is a spectrum and it's very complicated. <laughs> Weird. And gender presentation and gender expression are, all, are spectrums as well. And they sort of touch on that, but it's, that's a huge topic. <laughs> and it doesn't. And the focus is on rep- is on representations. And it's kind of like, God, you can tell. Uh, you can tell I'm excited about this. I'm just rambling. Uh, it's. It's really wild. Uh, seeing there's a guy on um, oh god, I can't remember his name now. Uh, a trans man on it. Uh, Deke something. Oh god. See, this is the thing. It just we do lots of people. I'm like, I don't know this person. Uh, uh, some of them like were obviously people I do know. Like uh, Jen Richards is one of my favorite people in the world. Uh, talked a lot on it, and she is so eloquent and so well art like reasoned in everything she says that she's just incredible she speaks a lot in this which is i think is a, a good idea <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's brilliant but this, this trans guy is talking about how his favorite film as a kid is ace venture and i've talked about ace venture to people uh, since i transitioned and like, because I sort of go, hey, do you like the film of Future? <laughs> I'll start to stuff like this. Hey, do you like the film of Future? They're like, yeah, yeah, Jim Carrey's funny. I'm like, yeah, Jim Carrey is funny. Do you remember at the end of that film? Because <laughs> the end of that film is one of the most horrifically transphobic things I think ever committed to film. There is an extended, like, two, three minute long scene of him trying to wash out his mouth and scrape his tongue because he has kissed trans women. It's wild. And it's one of the most beloved kids films or family films of the 90s, which is mad. And people don't think about it until you bring it up. And that's why I think this... Like, people don't think about it. People, cis people do not think about it until you bring it up. It's a huge thing they, they talk about uh, throughout the documentary. It's about how as trans people... Or I imagine I imagine as, because as gay as uh, or as gay people, which also includes me, and I imagine as any other intersection of uh, oppression, you know, like if you're uh, of an ethnic minority or if you're disabled or whatever. I think they talk about this, like they even put it that way. You have to watch television more cri- and, and film more critically than someone who is not those things. <laughs> That you have to. It is built into your brain. Uh, you see things differently. Like uh, there is stuff that I see and exp- and, and and understand intrinsically that is transphobic. That cis people just don't because they don't have to, and I get that. Like that's not a criticism of all y'all. Like that's just you know. The difference of lived experience, and that's why it's such a and such. That's why I think it's such a good, such a powerful documentary, and why I want all, and I mean all, cis people that are listening to me talking right now, 
to go and watch it. It's on Netflix. It's easy to find. <laughs> um, it's worldwide. <laughs> and it's just so... I can't, again, I can't come, I keep coming back to how mind-blowing it is to me to see so many incredible trans people talking about this, this impo like, important issue and about, and explaining why it's an important issue and going deep on individual stories, like their individual stories, you know, like people, and disagreeing with each other because we're not a monolith. There are some people who are like, oh yeah, I really like this this representation, and there are some people who are like, no, I don't. This is this is bad. It made me feel bad. <laughs> it's almost as if it's a complicated issue, and it's not gonna like. I don't know. I was gonna say it's not gonna change the world, uh, but I I think it can definitely change some people's views on critically watching, and and taking it in media and hopefully even like people in the media will watch this and be like wow we need to be better you know like <laughs> this is nuts <laughs> we need to be better and we're already seeing that because it, like it, they, the, it's 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 quite easy actually for the documentary to sort of leave it on a hopeful note because of the strides we've made on television and in film over the past like even five years even three years <laughs> and like I say it's very America centric uh, and obviously I grew up in the UK I grew up with a very UK centric view uh, and transphobia in the UK is different like I, we got all of the, the I remember watching these Jerry Springer specials where they'd bring on my boyfriend was born a man, uh, born a man, well that's not a story, was born a woman, etc. You know, that kind of, like, sensationalist, freak show vibe uh, stuff. We got all that. We also had this constant, constant thing in sitcoms about, and it's a conflation of transvestites, transsexuals, transgender people, like, it's all conflated together. And there's no nuance because it, it, it's a, usually it's nearly always a throwaway joke. Like even um, even only Fools and horses, which is like one of the classic uh, UK sitcoms and a sitcom that I love, has a has an episode where Rodney uh, Rodney and Dow are at a gay bar, and they find themselves accidentally hitting on two transvestites, and they freak out and like run away. You know, like, that's the joke. <laughs> that is literally, that's the whole joke. Nothing more to it than that. And that's a constant thing. Like, there's, I have so many memories of, like, not even, like, there's so many of them. I can't even assign a lot of them to specific, like, instances of just sitcoms where there's a throwaway joke or panel shows where it's a throwaway joke. Or stand-up comics where it's a throwaway joke, and it's always a throwaway joke, you know. And then, of course, there's like stuff like the IT Crowd, uh, which has an extended storyline about a trans woman, 
uh, which ends with the trans woman and the man that she has been seeing in a very, what looks like a very positive relationship until he discovers that she used to be a man. And then they have a huge fight where he throws her through a plate glass window. Yeah, the signs were there for a while that Graham Linehan is a massive transphobe. Uh, I think we'll find it. Uh, even to like, that's that, that, that storyline is nuts, uh, <laughs> looking back at it. And that wasn't that long ago. And then we have people like, we have things like Little Britain and League of Gentlemen. And I love the League of Gentlemen when it was on having these sort of grotesque trans characters. And again, this was in, this is the past like 20 years, just, you know, like, it's not like it's something that disappeared. So it's an episode of, uh, God, I was thinking about this. It's so weird because I was trying to think of examples of transphobia I could think of from UK TV. Well, I think I've been thinking of since this, because it's something that is missing from this, because it's very US-centric, like I say. And I, I thought of that only Frozen Horses example, and there's another example um, that I can think of uh, in Good Night Sweetheart, which is also Nicholas Lindos, and I'm like, oh, Nicholas, no! <laughs> Where, again, it's the... Where again, he was a character who's uh, trans, and it's like, oh, they accidentally, oh, he fancies her, and then realizes that she's a man. Uh, I always put that voice on when I'm using that trope, um, and it's like, and I can't, like, I can't. The fact I can't attribute these other memories, and the fact I have these memories is impressive because I didn't know I was trans when I was younger, but I've internalized so much of this stuff. Uh, that I can just think of like specific things. I can think of Harry Enfield playing a character shouting at a trans woman. I thought it was like the self righteous brothers, you know, like the oi, whatever, now you can come in here, and that kind of thing. But I don't think it is that. I just have this memory of like of Harry Enfield shouting at him, uh, shouting at I think Paul Whitehouse in a, in a dress and using a, a horrible slur that I'm not going to repeat. Uh, and that's just that's just how like Alan Partridge is one of my favourite TV shows of all time and one of my favourite comic creations of all time, and he has this like bizarre fetish for lady boys that comes up a lot, uh, and at one point he talks about a car- he talks about uh, an ele- elephant man transvestite. It's really like it's so constant. It's everywhere. <laughs> But it's so hard to it's so hard to talk about, which makes the fact that they did a, they did this documentary even more impressive. If I'm honest, like I think about all the stuff they had to leave out just to make it only an hour and forty seven minutes long, <laughs> you know. Uh, and in the UK we have had positive representations. I remember I one of the first things I remember trans being talked about at all uh, was. Uh, Haley in Coronation Street, played by a cis woman, obviously. Uh, Julie Hem- Helmanzer, Helmanzer, I think that's right, Helmanzer. Uh, and I remember the, I remember the newspapers and the TV and the TV news being awful about it. Like I remember that, but she grew to be like a really beloved character on a show that my mum watched at dinner time. You know what I mean, like. <laughs> That and she was just there for like sixteen years, and that's that's uh, 
that's something, right? That's part of her character. That people always knew, but it wasn't always part of her storylines, you know? Like, it's not. I, my personal storyline isn't always about the fact that I'm trans, you know? I remember Nadia winning, uh, or, yeah, she won, but yeah, Nadia winning Big Brother. Like, that was huge. Again, uh, all of the, I remember the news around it, I remember so much hatred, and so much of it was like, <laughs> we're laughing at her, but she think, she thinks we're laughing with her, from like, just daytime TV hosts, and it's, that was wild. But I remember she came across as a very eccentric, but you know, on the whole, a very decent human being. Uh, and then for me, like a huge deal, like as I was trying to figure out my own gender stuff, like there was um, two things that happened in UK TV, and both involving uh, the comedian Bethany Black, who is also an incredible stand-up. You should go see her, she's great. Uh, she was the first this is wild like and I think it's 2014 it might have been later than that uh, she was the first certainly in, it was certainly in 2010 she was the first trans person to play a trans person on UK TV um, in an episode of uh, Cucumber the Russell T Davis uh show about like the LGBT community uh, and that was huge for me uh, she also appeared uh, in an episode of Doctor Who not long after that uh, and again that was also huge like that's just like what oh okay because obviously in America you had like Laverne Cox on Origins New Black they talk, obviously Laverne Cox is one of the producers of the documentary they talked to her a lot about that uh, which was a huge deal and was like the start of something and also then like Transparent coming out and obviously that's an incredibly complex issue which again they discuss it briefly but they discuss it uh, uh, especially with regards to the Jeffrey Tamper of it all uh, he's a sexual predator who has sexually assaulted trans women and is not cancelled because nobody believes trans women uh, you know it's a thing they talk about on the, on the documentary but only briefly it's something I feel is important to bring up. Uh, he sexually harassed and assaulted trans women. Uh, that's a fact. Uh, unless you just don't believe these trans women because trans women are inherently liars. In which case, ooh, that's 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 super transphobic, mate. Um, sorry. Uh, that's a that's a personal bugbear. But yeah, like. And there's also, there was also a sitcom uh, that came out in 2015 called uh, Boy Meets Girl, uh, which is also the name of a trans film uh, in America, confusingly. I think it's just it's just a fun, oh, Boy Meets Girl, but also Boy Meets Girl, uh, you know, kind of joke. Uh, and I've never watched that sitcom, right? But I love that it exists. It didn't look as an ITV sitcom. No, got no interest in watching an ITV sitcom, but I love that it exists. Uh, oh god, I could talk about this for a long, long time, but I shouldn't because I should stop so that you can go and watch this uh, documentary. And uh, if in a couple of weeks, because I get that people are busy and stuff, but if in a couple of weeks I bring it up with you, like if we're friends, and you haven't watched it, I'm going to be super suspicious. <laughs> um, 
sorry, that was a, th- I think that was a joke, but also not a joke. Uh, it's just, uh, it's just really good. So yeah, that's all I've talked about today. Uh, and I highly recommend it. But yeah, so stay safe. Uh, stay well. Stay at home if you can. Uh, and good luck to you if you can. Um, like, that's, God, that sounded like really patronising. But like genuinely, uh, I really hope things are okay. <laughs> um, stay educated and informed. Uh, there's still so much stuff going on with the Black Lives Matter movement. Still so much stuff to, left to be done. Um, but yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, if you have a spare hour or two, w- watch Disclosure uh, Trans Lives on Screen. Just just do it. My name is Bidmar Joy. Thank you very much.